good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Good morning. Today is Tuesday, the 1st of February 2022. Hope everybody's doing well out there. And we will start off with the nationwide daily COVID report. The country registered 16 more COVID-19 fatalities and 8,008 new cases during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Monday morning. This compared with the 12 coronavirus-related fatalities and 8,444 new cases reported on Sunday morning. There were 7,842 local cases and 166 imported ones. On Sunday, 8,215 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospitals after recovering from the virus. Now, as we said, 8,008 confirmed new cases. There are approximately 2,065 probable cases, and that's by way of rapid antigen tests. There were 16 deaths, as we said. 166 cases were from abroad. Out of the 84,319 patients, 41,566 are in hospital. There are 542 in a serious condition with 106 on ventilators. Now, Chambury Public Health Office was reporting 466 new cases and one death. And as we have always looked at, uh, the new cases were in Chambury City, Siracha and Banlamung Patia, which actually had 129 cases. There are 3,838 patients in care. And in Phuket, the Public Health Office reported 526 new cases, out of which 393 are local and 136 are from abroad. There were no deaths. And there are now 3,633 people in care. And we'll also just touch on the real pandemic here in Thailand, and that's road accidents. In the last 24 hours or so, there has been 27 deaths and 3,495 injuries. 85% of deaths were motorcyclists, two foreigners died, and two pedestrians also died. In the last 30 days, there has been 1,276 deaths here in Thailand, and that's averaging at about 42 deaths a day. So I think... The government have paid such interest in the pandemic and controlling deaths and illness. Maybe it's about time they start to focus on the roads here in Thailand. And that's certainly something that can be controlled with a little bit more law enforcement. Now, moving along to the first story of the day, and that's in relation to the pipeline leak that happened last week in the... Gulf of Thailand and it has now reached the shorelines basically of the eastern coast of Thailand. Uh, Rayong has been basically declared a disaster zone. Some of the beaches up there have been closed but basically uh, they are now concerned about the slick uh, which is moving towards Koh Samet. So authorities are concerned about the massive oil leak from an underwater pipeline in the Gulf of Thailand which is now bearing down on Prao Bay in Koh Samet. The leak from the pipeline owned by Star Petroleum Refining PLC which was first detected last Tuesday polluted May Rampung Beach on mainland Rayong. As of yesterday, no more new slicks have been seen drifting towards the beach. However, Rayong governor said authorities are having trouble controlling another oil slick from the pipeline, which is threatening the resort island of Koh Samet. Authorities sprayed dispersants on the oil surface, hoping it would break it down into smaller droplets, which would then sink. 
However, the move caused the leak to separate into smaller slicks, which move faster on the water surfaces, complicating the cleanup effort, the governor said. He said more than 100 soldiers from the Royal Thai Marine Corps were sent yesterday to clear the sludge along Mei Rampong Beach, which has been declared a disaster area pending more cleanup operations. Even as the cleanup proceeds, concerns are growing over another slick from the leaking pipeline, which is yet to be brought under control and which threatens a well-known tourist spot. Ten ships have been sent to stop the slick from reaching the shores of Cosumet, he said. The Director General of the Pollution Control Department said a satellite image taken yesterday by the Geoinformatics and Space Technology Development Agency showed the spill measuring 51 square kilometres slowly crossing onto Prow Bay even as authorities raced to contain it. The department is working with agencies including the Department of Marine and Coastal Resources and the Department of National Parks, Wildlife and Plant Conservation to protect Cosumet, home to coral reefs and seagrass patches, against the slick, Mr. Atapal said. Speaking after an inspection at May Rampung Beach, the Director General of the Department of Health said the sludge had contaminated areas occupied by 15 local businesses and three fish markets. No estimate of the damage was available. In light of this, the department has issued guidelines for monitoring the health of officials involved in the cleanup and support operations, he said. So as you can see, this has turned into quite a big disaster and it's certainly something these areas did not need. I mean, they're suffering already under the lack of having tourists. They're slowly starting to reopen and now their beaches are being hit with oil slicks. And of course, the local environment is taking a hit. The wildlife is taking a hit and it's a very, very sad situation. Let's hope the authorities can get this cleaned up as fast as possible and there's not too much damage done to the environment. Well, that's fingers crossed anyway. And moving along and touching on a story that we did a few weeks ago, Thai Revenue Department says no withholding tax on trade in cryptocurrencies. The Revenue Department has agreed to do away with the proposed 15% withholding tax, which was to be imposed on digital assets trades and to allow losses to be deducted from income earned in the same year by exchange operators under the supervision of the Securities and Exchange Commission, that's the SET, said the Revenue Department Director General. He said this move will prevent tax law from being an obstacle to the development of the cryptocurrency business in Thailand while retaining the principle of fair taxation. He said that trade in digital assets has been growing rapidly in Thailand, with the daily volume of trade rising exponentially from about 240 million baht to an average of 4.84 billion baht in just two years. The value of cryptocurrencies has increased from about 9.6 billion baht from the very beginning to about 114.5 billion baht today and the number of investor accounts has increased from 170,000 to about 2 million. He also said the revenue department in cooperation with the private sector and other relevant agencies will issue a handbook on taxation on trade in cryptocurrencies to be published at the end of the month. Now, another story that's been making news headlines over the last day or two is the big election that happened in Bangkok. It was a by-election and it was basically seen as a poll on the government and how they're performing and on the prime minister. And basically, Sunday's election results show Priot's popularity is fading and people are sick of this government. The result of the by-election in Bangkok on Sunday showed that the popularity of Prime Minister General Priyat Pranachah administration is fading. Opposition figures told uh, the Thai media today. 
Pu Thai's candidate, Surachar Tian Tong, won the by-election for Bangkok's 9th district on Sunday by over 10,000 votes. Another opposition party, the Move Forward Party, came second, followed by the Kla Party. The ruling Palang Prachachat Party candidate came fourth with less than 8,000 votes compared to more than 29,000 votes for Pu Thai. It shows that the people are very sick and tired of Prayat's failures, especially economic problems with rising prices, taxes and debts. Putai party deputy leader Pichai Naratapan told Thai media on Monday. The government has no solution and is only handing out money to try and fix these problems. That Putai and Move Forward coming first and second shows that the people are now voting for the democratic side and they do not want to see a rigged system anymore, Pichai said. The results from the by-election also show that people wanted to see a change in government and they want to see representatives who can fix the problems in this country because General Pryor already showed over the past seven years that he cannot, Pichai continued. He said Putai's strategy until the next general election is to continue to show and expose the government's failure and wrongdoings. We will continue to show his government's failures and provide examples of how we can help to fix them, he said. Pichai expects the government to dissolve the parliament to make way for a new general election within this year because of the infighting within the ruling PPR party and the obvious drop in its popularity as shown in Bangkok's by-election results. Now that wasn't just in Bangkok. A few weeks ago there was some elections down south in Songkla and they also got well beaten down there too. So people are voting now and they're voting and showing their lack of support for this current government. And I'm sure that the ruling party right now are feeling worried because this kind of hammering does not happen that often, especially in kind of Bangkok and areas like this. So there must be a great fear coming into it. And I fully expect that Thailand will see a general election at some point this year. And moving along and touching on a story also from last week, Thailand's plan to categorize COVID-19 as endemic disease explained. Disease Control Department Director General Dr. Opart Karangkawing Pong has attempted to clear up any misunderstandings about Thailand's plan to categorize COVID-19 as an endemic disease pointing out that the COVID-19 pandemic has affected most countries for more than two years, which is unprecedented for an infectious disease. He said the big question being asked by health officials concerns how long the disease will continue to spread in the post-pandemic period. Citing epidemiological theory, Dr. Opart said it is likely that COVID-19 will become a general or endemic disease like flu and the most important consideration is how well people in each area of the planet will be able to cope or coexist with the disease. He said that Thailand's National Communicable Disease Committee concurs with the global notion that COVID-19 will, in the future, become a localized disease. How long this will take, however, will depend on the condition in each country. The virulence of mutated variants, the number of people vaccinated, the ability of healthcare systems to cope with the infections and the new normal lifestyle in each country are all contributing factors. He stressed that for a disease to become endemic, it does not mean that the disease will disappear, but that it can behave like a flu, which has characteristics close to those of COVID-19 or dengue fever, which is a seasonal disease. He allayed concerns that if COVID-19 does become endemic, those infected with it may not receive free treatment from the state, adding that every Thai citizen is entitled to free treatment under the Universal Health Care Scheme. 
Now, this response from uh, the government basically is actually in relation to questions that have been asked by the uh, the chief of the Thai Red Cross Emerging Infectious Disease Health Service Centre. He raised some questions about the Ministry of Public Health's plan to reclassify COVID-19 as an endemic disease here in Thailand. In his Facebook post, in response to the National Communicable Disease Committee's approval last week of the criteria which must be met before COVID-19 can be declared as an endemic disease in Thailand, he raised the following questions. Will COVID-19 no longer be treated as a dangerous infectious disease? Is a screening and isolation process still needed? Is there still a need to report infection updates? If someone needs treatment, will they have to use their gold card to apply for it? Will there be compensation for businesses affected by COVID-19? Will people take COVID-19 tests and have to pay for them? And can people still claim compensation from the National Health Security Office for any undesirable side effects from vaccines as they are only for emergency use? So these are questions that were posed last week and now they've kind of come back and they've tried to answer them in some way, but they obviously haven't answered 75% of these questions. It's all still up in the air is exactly what Thailand's concept of endemic is going to be. Now, I read another article yesterday, I think it was, and they were discussing, well, if it's endemic disease now, will Thailand still have entry requirements? to come into the country. And they actually said, well, yes, possibly. Uh, we might require still the PCR test to come in or the PCR test on arrival. This isn't treating a disease in it as endemic then. It's just kind of continuing on life. And as far as I'm concerned, if you continue a PCR test coming into this country, when you've declared it endemic, when we know the rest of the world is getting on with it as well, then it's just become a money-making racket. And that's all it is. I would love to know who is making all the money from these PCR tests around the country. Because at the end of the day, you'll find it'll be only a couple of people that are making the big bucks from it. But a couple of influential people. And that I can guarantee is happening right now. So we'll keep our eyes on this. We'll see what's going to happen in the next couple of months. We see Denmark is going down the line of endemic right now. The UK seemed to just reopen. My own country, Ireland, is on the same path basically as the UK. So things are changing around the world. People have decided, our governments and people have decided that they're no longer going to live the way we have lived in the past two years. And I don't blame them. It's been a tough year, a couple of years for people around the world, especially if you're older, we're in some countries you've had to cocoon for, you know, 9, 10, 11 months, which really is very difficult. So yes, things have been difficult for people. We all wanted to end as quickly as possible. Of course, we wanted to end in a safe way. And we also want governments to make those decisions while also protecting our health and well-being. And moving along, the Philippines are reopening to tourism next month. The Philippines will grant entry to visitors vaccinated against COVID-19 from February 10th, its government said on January 28th, in an effort to boost a tourism sector decimated by the pandemic. The archipelago's nation of more than 7,000 islands had planned to reopen in December 21, but that was aborted over concerns about the Omicron variant. Citizens of 150 countries that have visa-free entry to the Philippines will be allowed to enter. Countries on the list include the UK, Japan, Canada, Australia, Italy and the United States. This will contribute significantly to job restoration, primarily in tourism-dependent communities and in the reopening of businesses that have earlier shut down, the tourism secretary said in a statement. Puyat also said the government will remove quarantine requirements for returning Filipinos from February 1st and for foreign tourists from February 10th, but they must be vaccinated and test negative for COVID-19. The Philippines 
popular for its white sand beaches and rich marine life, joins other Southeast Asian countries in reopening to tourists to boost jobs and help their economies recover. Thailand paused this test-and-go program, as we all know, over fears of the Omicron variant on December 22nd, but will be accepting applications again starting from today, and we're going to cover that in a second. Singapore and Malaysia relaxed the border between their countries in November as Singapore announced it would pivot towards a living with COVID strategy going forward. Tourist arrivals in the Philippines from top markets, Japan, South Korea and China, slumped 83% to $1.4 million last year. Now, Philippines are reopening with only a test before you arrive. And once you get there, as long as you're fully vaccinated, you can enter the country. So no silly testing go websites to navigate, no hordes of paperwork to upload. Test before you leave, vaccination certificate, and you're free to do what you like when you arrive in the Philippines. And so it should be here in Thailand. But of course it is not. And we are faced with the test and go. Really that name needs to be changed. It's not test and go. It's just being quite deceptive. Continuing to use this idea. It should be test and go squared. Because you got to come back again. And test and go all over again. So yeah it's test and go twice. But we'll start and we'll look at that a little bit now. So starting this morning, which will be February 1st, nine o'clock, the Test and Go, the website will reopen for applications. Okay. And the general kind of traveler's journey, the general information on it, we're just going to go through it now. By the way, all this information is available on my website. I've left the link to it down below in the description. You can jump on there and just read through it all. It's fairly concise. Most of it comes from the Tourism Authority of Thailand, so you know it's pretty accurate. Well, most times it's pretty accurate. But anyway, so the Test and Go now, right, is available for everyone from any country. There is no specific countries. There's no list. It's open to every country. Everyone must be 18 years of older, must be fully vaccinated for COVID-19 with an approved vaccine at least 14 days before traveling. That is basically every vaccine in the world because Thailand has pretty much approved them all. Travelers between 12 and 17 years of age, unaccompanied, must get vaccinated at least one dose of an approved vaccine. You must have a medical certificate with an RTP test no older than 72 hours before you arrive. If you have been previously infected with COVID-19, you must have received one dose of an approved vaccine at least 14 days before travel and a medical certificate of recovery. I've actually received a lot of questions about this from people online through our Facebook page and through the website asking, I ha- had COVID and what do I do? So you need a certificate from your doctor, your hospital saying you've recovered from COVID-19 and you must have had one dose of an approved vaccine to be able to come to Thailand. And don't worry about your PCR test testing positive. If you have that letter saying you've recovered, they understand that you could continue to possibly test positive for up to 90 days afterwards. So it's not an issue, okay? You need to have a confirmed payment for day one and day five, stay at an SHA plus extra hotel, including two RTP tests on day one and day five, and a prearranged transfer from the airport to the hotel. So how that works is as follows. In Phuket, which is different than everywhere else for some reason. You can book your hotel as long as it's an SHA plus hotel. You've done that separately. You can book your transfer separately as long as it's an SHA plus certified transfer. And then you need to go online to thailandpsas.com and book your PCR test through that there. Most hotels will not offer it as a package because that means they would have to pay upfront themselves for the PCR test. And a lot of hotels are just not willing to do that. However, they will offer you the package of the hotel with the transfer. So that might be something you're interested in. For Bangkok, 
you need to purchase the package from the SHA Plus Hotel directly. And that package must include a transfer to the hotel, your PCR test and your room for the night. So if you are going to Bangkok, it is different than Phuket and they must offer packages there. You also need an insurance policy with coverage of no less than 50,000 US dollars. Now, Thais and foreigners, foreign expats, under Thailand's national healthcare coverage are exempt from this requirement. And basically that means if you have made SSO contributions here in Thailand, you have your card to prove it, you upload that onto the uh, Thailand Pass website and you do not need to show that insurance, okay? Now, during your stay, you will arrive in Thailand. Your first day, you will be brought to your hotel. You will do your PCR test. In Phuket, you'll do it at the airport. In other parts of the country, you'll do it at the hotel or a designated hospital on your way to hotel. You must quarantine in your hotel room while you're waiting for the results of the first PCR test. Normally, it's between six to eight hours. They've kind of tried to get the time down so people aren't getting annoyed waiting in the room and waiting for the test result. And then now once you get negative, you're free to go. We will discuss in another show what happens if you test positive because there is different news out in relation to that. And I'll go through that during the week. Then you have to have a booking again for day five at an SHA plus hotel, which means you have to either you're going to stay in the same hotel for a week or you're going to go to a different hotel and you have to go get a PCR test. Now, just to clear up the confusion about that, because people think you have to stay in your room while you're waiting for the result of that PCR test. You do not have to wait in your room. You just have to stay in the hotel overnight. So they know where to find you in case it turns out positive. What had been happening, especially with the Thailand Pass, people who were doing the second test that was free from the government, was that they were checking out before they'd ever even got the result. And then there was the manhunt on to try and find the people who had turned positive but had checked out of the hotel already. So basically, you can't check out of that hotel until you get result of your PCR test on day five. So that's the reasons for that. I don't agree with any of this, by the way. I'm just trying to explain it to people so they understand what is happening again tomorrow. For me, I really do think that the PCR test 72 hours before you arrive, your vaccination certificate should be more than enough to enter the country. Look, we're all aware that Thailand is full of COVID. You have more chance of getting infected in Thailand than you have before you arrive. And I think as you've seen from the numbers here in Thailand, the number of foreigners get infected after day five is very, very high. So yes, it's happening. And we all know that. I don't think the government have acknowledged that. They tend to think that it's they're bringing it from abroad, which they're not. They're getting it here in Thailand. That's the way it is. And there's a lot of people getting COVID here in Thailand. The daily numbers are not actually very accurate at all. I'd say you could probably multiply them by three, four, five. Who knows? It's out of control. Most people are not reporting themselves anymore. And basically, by the way, here's an interesting fact. If you test positive at home via ATK, nobody reports that. So they don't go into the daily numbers. The numbers only include PCR tests. Actually, you could phone up the public health and say, I've tested positive via ATK test, right? I'm vaccinated. And they'll say, okay, you're going to do home quarantine. But if you don't do a PCR test, that's not counted as a positive result and does not end up in the daily numbers. That's the actual truth in relation to that. So all these people doing home quarantine are not really included in the daily numbers. That's why the numbers seem quite low, but I don't believe they are. But anyway, that's the Thailand Pass for now. I think a lot of people have made clear what they think about this on the comment section over the last few weeks. If there's anybody out there who hasn't made their opinion clear, I'd love to hear about it down below in the comment section as always. We will go through, as I said, what happens if you test positive. If you're a high-risk contact, 
here in Thailand in the next day or two. Just give me a little time to put together the information so it's clear and kind of legible and understandable to you guys out there. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Roundup. Tourists offer 1,000 euro reward for return of stolen holiday money. A Greek tourist is offering a 1,000 euro reward for the full return of 4,900 euro, that's about 182,000 baht, stolen from his rental car in Kata. If the money is returned in part, the tourist is willing to return 20% of the money returned. Corruption probe launched over Phuket mangrove clearing. Officials from the National Anti-Corruption Commission, that's the NACC, Phuket office, are investigating the clearing of three rye of mangrove forest in Kokkao, with promises to take legal action if they find any wrongdoing. Police ordered to investigate Kamala taxi ripoff. Phuket Provincial Police Commander has ordered Kamala Police to investigate the incident in Kamala on Friday night that resulted in videos showing a Phuket taxi driver angrily berating a Thai tourist couple for calling him a cheat start to go viral on the TikTok platform. And finally, Indonesian boats caught fishing illegally off Phuket. A patrol boat of the Royal Thai Navy 3rd Class Command boarded and seized two Indonesian boats caught fishing illegally in Thai waters and brought the 19 crewmen, including a 13-year-old boy, to shore to face charges. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.